You're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show, where we invite a panel of experts each week to hear about their incredible journey and career paths. On today's show, we're having a live panel discussion with both Brother Muhammad Haider and Mir Hussain. If you've ever wondered how to get interest-free loans for college and university, or what it takes to get into med school, then this week's show will answer all of those questions. As a member on the board of directors for the NJ-based Anjuman Wazifa Sadatu Mu'minin, Muhammad Haider will shed light on what it is what is required of students to qualify for interest-free loans. Meanwhile, Mir Hossein will give us a look into the Avalon University School of Medicine's admissions process and what you need to qualify. This week's show is brought to you by SP Designs. I'm Fatima El Sayed, your talk show host. Make sure to tune in to the talk show every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember, if you have any questions for any of the panelists, you can always leave them in the comments section or on our YouTube channel. Assalamu alaikum, both Brother Mir and Brother Muhammad. Um, the, for today's discussion, it's a little different than the usual shows. Uh, can we start off with Brother Mir? Sorry, Brother Muhammad. Can you tell us a bit about what Anjuman is? Sure. Um, so Anjuman Vazifa Sadat Momini in historic, if you go back a bit in history, it started about 100 years ago in India. And then they opened up a branch in Pakistan uh, after 1947. The U.S. location started up in 1990, and the focus is um, to provide interest-free loans to deserving students who are studying in U.S. colleges or universities. Okay. Um, and what is required of students who apply to these programs? So for to apply for a loan, there are a few things that are required. One, mm -hmm. think of it like you're applying for a regular college loan. So there's an whole, a full application process. Um, we require proof that you're admitted in a U.S. accredited college or university. Mm -hmm. uh, we also require a, a record of scholastic achievement. Um, there's also a requirement for a letter from your center or, or your places of worship um, indicating that you are a practicing Muslim of Jafri faith. Okay, um, so you have to be an active member of the community as well. Yes, you do, okay. you do. Um, and then you also have to have a sponsor. And a sponsor is typically somebody who's already a member of the Anjuman. Um, so that's something which a lot of folks usually forget about. But mm -hmm. And the reason for that is that the guarantor is somebody who we can reach out to later if need arises. So for example, uh, you graduate uh, from college and you move on but your email address changes or your phone mm -hmm. number changes we need to find someone who is able to uh, locate you for us um, so we can help you through the uh, additional processes because we're setting up a whole system uh, ecosystem around the Anjuman that once you do graduate obviously you're looking for a job so yeah. we're setting up an ecosystem to help people with that process as well okay and the people who are the Sorry, the people who are uh, the sponsors, when they are sponsoring someone, what goes into that? What make, goes into that? making that decision? How do people reach out to those sponsors who are part of the Anjuman? So typically, you can find out from your local centers who is a member, who isn't. But you can always come to us and say, hey, I'm, I, I live in New Jersey, for example. Mm -hmm. So the town I live in, can you put me in touch with somebody who can be a guarantor or a sponsor? Okay. So, yeah, so we can always help out with that aspect of it too. Okay, interesting. And are people able to reach out to sponsors right away or grantors right away, like easily? 
So basically, once you come to us and say, hey, I'm looking for a guarantor, we would then mm-hmm. uh, talk to those uh, people who are available to be guarantors mm-hmm. and provide them with the basic information. And if they're interested or able to be a guarantor, then obviously the connection is made. And how did An- Anjuman start? So it started off, again, back in 1912, I believe it was, and it started off primarily as a focus to raise the intellectual level of the community. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was to provide interest-free loans for deserving students so they can get higher education um, and then obviously develop from there. So that was the premise of it uh, back in 1912, I believe it was. Interesting. And how did you get into it? So I got involved with it about four or five years ago. I've been a member for many, many years, mm-hmm. uh, but I decided to get involved with an organization that that did something along the path of, of educational services. Um, I've done this. I've done something um, similar, helping students in our my local community develop themselves, uh, or look for positions, or look for jobs. And then it was a natural fit for me to step into the engineering to start more of the grassroots level. Uh, meaning more at the college entry level as opposed okay. to the post-college. Okay. Um, I'd like to hear a bit from Brother Mir if you're on here. Um, what is it that the program at Avalon gives students that's different than other med school programs? Okay, there seems to be no sound coming from Brother Mir. So, Brother Muhammad, can you tell us um, how people can apply to the um, interest-free sure. loans? So, the, how the process works is you can go to our website. It's anjumanwazifa.org, uh, .org, and there's uh, a link on that page for borrowers, and you, you can you click on the Become a Borrower link, and it'll take you through the entire process. Uh, we have now moved to an online system. Uh, it used to be traditionally where you'd had to mail paper documents in. Now we do most of it online. So you can apply online. Um, you can upload documents online as well. And then mm-hmm. as soon as you create a profile online, you're assigned um, somebody from the board of directors or one of the volunteers who will mm-hmm. reach out to you and, and make sure that you have all the information you need and make sure your, your application is complete prior to the review cycles. Reviews happen in December and again in July, and there okay. are dates, specific dates as to when the application process opens. But if you go to become a borrower at the engineofazifa.org link, it'll tell you exactly when there's when the apply button is available. So for this coming year, it would be it would have been available starting October one mm-hmm. through November thirtieth. Okay, so after after they apply, put in their official transcript, their reference letters, their essay. Um, what happens after that? So um, uh, at the end of the cycle, which is November 30th, it then goes into a review process. Uh, there's a person assigned from the Anjuman who reviews the application uh, and then provides, uh, asks for additional information. There is a, a, sh- a short interview process as well mm-hmm. uh, during that time frame. And after that, then there's a, a meeting typically middle of December where the entire organization, uh, all the uh, volunteers and the board get together and then review the application and then they vote on it. And at that point, the person is contacted um, and given feedback as to whether it's been approved or not and uh, what the missing uh, um, pieces were. Okay. And then they have the scheduled interview and is it an in-person interview? 
No. So interview is always done via phone, and it's basically to confirm some of the information. So if something is filled in which is, seems a little vague or is not clear, there might be a few questions that come up regarding that, just so we have a, a more complete picture. Uh, because okay. sometimes it's hard to capture all of your requirements on paper. Um, mm. So that phone conversation is really helpful. Brother Mary, can you tell us a bit about Avalon University and what it gives uh, med school students? What kind of opportunities there are? Hi, good afternoon, Fatima. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Uh, sure. So Avalon University, uh, we offer a, um, a, a full spectrum of uh, three different main categories, as I would say. It would be the five-year pre-med, the four-year MD, and also the clinical aspect of the courses. Mm -hmm. um, this would all depend on really where um, the applicant coming in is with their current institution. Um, upon that, um, giving them the transfer credits up to the up to speed, we would be able to determine where they would align. Um, okay. Avalon, um, to brief you a little, is uh, we are based on the island. We're a Caribbean medical university, and we're housed on the island of Curacao, but our mm -hmm. admissions office is out of Ohio. So everything comes out of Ohio with the process of admissions um, and so on and so forth. Okay. And what are you looking for when people apply? So we look for um, a near 3.0 GPA. So we're very much of an academic base. So we look for a 3.0 GPA as a men. Um, if you're near that, uh, we do look for two uh, strong letters of recommendation as well. Um, okay. And we do do an interview process, and that also plays a big role into consideration. And are these interviews also in person or online? The interviews we conduct are Skype interviews. Okay. Um, so what we do is we do definitely propose a time and a date um, with the applicant. Um, and if everything checks out, then we will connect them to the interviewee um, and then uh, we make it happen. It's usually half hour, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And what other qualities do you look for in students? Um, we look typically for anything that they may have done outside of their, um, you know, schooling. Mm -hmm. um, any volunteer work does play a big role. Um, so we do look at that and mainly, honestly, uh, the interview stage is what I would say would be the shining moment um, that because they're they are actually coming face to face with the, uh, the, you know, the person interviewing them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really gives them a good grasp as to how the applicant is and uh, who they are all about. Do you do they require to do their MCAT? No, they, we do not require an MCAT. Um, but if they did take the MCAT, um, mm -hmm. we do that. They do have a little leverage, and we actually offer a scholarship for you taking it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Brother Muhammad, how many students do you guys accept for loans every year? So that changes. So the applications are usually done twice a year. We do one in the fall and one, one in the spring the, uh, in summer. Mm -hmm. And the number of approvals varies. It can be sometimes it can be as little as 10. Sometimes we get 25 or 30 applicants. So there's no hard and fast rule to say there's a limit of how many we accept. And how do you deal with the interest free part of it all? Right. So all of the funding. Basically, the way Anjuman works is it's a, it's a volunteer-funded organization, and um, we rely mostly on donations that come in 
uh, we accept uh, homes as well, and then we have different sort of uh, memorial funds that are set up. So th that money that comes in is then invested, and it could be invested in, in properties or real estate and things like that. Um, so that also generates revenue for us. And because we don't have uh, significant expenses, so if I look at the numbers, our expenses are maybe less than 0.5% of the money that comes in. So we were able to provide loans based on that money that's sitting in the bank, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And when people are trying to pay off their loans, is there a specific amount that they have to give every month? No. So as far as the repayment is concerned, we work with the students to pick a, a dollar value that's comfortable to them. So we don't have any hard and fast rule to say they must give back 5%, 10%, or in some cases, uh, traditionally, if you have like a $40,000 loan, you might be paying $400 a month. Uh, we don't have those sort of limits or restrictions. It's basically based on whatever the student can afford. If there are issues where they've graduated, haven't found a job, we just ask that they stay in touch with us, keep us surprised of their situation, uh, mm -hmm. so then we can put it into a forbearance mode, if you will. So you're not physically chasing after people to <laughs> pay back? No, we're not. No, no, okay. no, no. no. Okay. And you can always reach out to us either through our website or we have a Facebook presence or we're setting up a LinkedIn presence as well. So they can always reach out to us in several different formats and, and we can help them through that. If they are having a hard time finding a job too, mm -hmm. uh, we, we're able to put them in touch with mentors, so to speak, who okay. can guide them through that job search process. And people who live in different countries, so what countries are part of this? So we only operate in North America. So we have students who come to U.S. universities from Canada. Uh, we, we have folks who are coming in on visas from Pakistan. Um, so there's no, again, there's no restriction on where you're coming from. The hard and fast requirement is that we only provide loans for students who are going to school at a U.S.-based uh, uh, college or university. And it has to be an accredited uh, college or university. Okay. So people from Avalon University can apply for this loan? Uh, if, if it's a US-based one, then yes. Yes, okay. So speaking about Avalon, can you tell us, uh, Mayor, what's special about the program? Uh, definitely. So we at Avalon um, offer more of a expedited uh, format, So, which means it starts off with uh, 16 months of uh, your prerequisite coursework. So in the 16-month span, you actually accomplish your 90 credit semester hours um, and then transitioning into the basic sciences, which is also, uh, you know, 16 months of your time on the island. Uh, we do give a couple week breaks in the midst of the semesters uh, instead of the traditional long breaks. So we typically um, like to keep the students on the go and not have them, you know, have the long breaks, which in, in return we may create, you know, a little lag or mm -hmm. um, loss of interest, if you will. Okay. And if they're a pre-med student, what's required of them once they apply and get in? Sure. So once they apply and they get in, um, what we derive is after we, we acquire what we call a seat deposit, uh, we then have our other team members, which will send them out a welcome um, uh, email and then in there will be more of a checklist of items for mm -hmm. their housing um, for them for the immigration for them to fly down so all of that is is much of a uh, checklist 
and even for their housing when they're ready to go down they they can pick where they want to stay mm -hmm. which is all walking distance to the campus so for pre-med or any that are coming in for md the same applies okay and how do the semesters work sure so our we have three semester start dates and they're january may and september um, we do offer what we call rolling admissions so which means if the applicant is near graduation, maybe next year, uh, we welcome them to apply now. Um, and what we would do is get the ball rolling. And then once we have the up to speed, their unofficial transcript, um, that would lead us to move forward for the interview process and then to the review process with the committee. Okay, and that's after they've applied, correct? That's correct. Okay. Um, we've spoken a bit about the requirements for them to apply. Now, what happens during the interview process? Sure. So during the interview process, um, they're, they're asked more on uh, scenario-based questions. Um, so, for example, if there was um, a situation and how they would handle. So there are scenario-based questions and also questions to uh, more related to getting to know the applicant. So it's a mixed bag of both. Mm -hmm. And then once they get in, they have to do how many credits for the semesters? Uh, we have for the 90 credit semester hours that entails the pre-med portion of it. Mm -hmm. So that would be that. And each semester is 15 weeks and there are four semesters and that would okay. be for the pre-med. Same goes with the basic sciences. It is four semesters each 15 weeks um, in length, which equates to that 16 months. And this preps them for what well, important test? <laughs> um, so the next step that would be after that, it would be the MD5, which mm -hmm. we, is the bridge semester. Um, that is the one that preps them for the USMLE step one. Okay. Okay. So And that semester is offered in Ohio, right mm -hmm. where our office is. We actually have a class that is conducted in that same building. So the students will actually end up coming back to the States to do their MD5, mm -hmm. which is two, in two parts. The first half is board preparatory, and the second half is preclinical, which they get to shadow, they get their certification, and also mm -hmm. are at an in-class lecture. Okay. Brother Muhammad, can you tell us a bit about what the premise behind Anjuman Wazifa, Sadat Mu'minin, is? So the premise of Anjuman was uh, to provide uh, interest-free loans and support to deserving students uh, who wanted to go for higher education. Mm -hmm. so that's how the whole thing was, was basically set up. And again, it is still very active in India. It started up in 1912. It is still very, very active in India. And I think the premise behind also the Avalon University program is sort of the same. Brother Mir, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, can you rephrase the question? I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Um, what's the premise behind Avalon University? What's the goal? Sure. So the, our goal is to basically, um, you know, we really want to help educate and um, to, with Avalon stands behind it, the fact that having and providing uh, you know the future students mm -hmm. a career um, in what they like and for the most part those that like to help and um, help people that really falls into the into the um, factor with with the medical industry so 
uh, for the most part, like reflecting back with the interviews, for example, you know, we ask what what makes you want to pursue this? And the mm -hmm. you know, really the bottom line is that they either had in their personal lives some, you know, um, figure that that influenced them, that they have, you know, went through a health issue or whatnot, and they would have loved to have helped that person. So yeah. they want to come out and do the same. And that's what we stand about is giving that opportunity for them to fulfill their dreams. Mm -hmm. Okay, Brother Mohammed, have you been asked anything about Canada? So people who are coming from Canada, if they can apply to the loans, do they have to they have to be um, attending a American university? Yes, so we do have students who reside in Canada and are mm -hmm. coming to the US for schooling and they are eligible. Well, we actually okay. have a couple of students who I believe um, live in Canada, but they commute over to Detroit okay and go to school in detroit okay interesting now what's the um main main requirement so are there a lot of things that students have to meet or is there just a specific uh couple requirements yeah so there's a very specific list uh, again uh, the updated list is always available on the website mm -hmm. um, but uh, again there is uh, there are requirements to demonstrate financial need as well okay um, so, you know, if, if, if you're sitting on a million dollars in your bank account, you would not be eligible, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so it's focused more on those on needy students, mm -hmm. deserving students who have uh, a record of good grades or academic achievement in high school. Uh, and again, if you're already in college, then in college. Yeah. And do you provide loans to cover exi existing loans? No, so we are not in the position to cover existing loans. We do get that question quite often that mm -hmm. um, I got loans, I've graduated and I'm paying 5 or 7% interest. Can you refinance it for us? And we are unable to do that. Okay. Now, what's, um, what's something that you found you find very interesting about Anjuman? What's so something that intrigues you about it? What I find most interesting about it is the number of people, uh, for example, of borrowers that we have mm -hmm. who are very, very committed to supporting students in such, in such a time. Um, we, we all have several charities that we donate to. We have other obligations that we get involved with. But when you start talking to people and you explain to them you know, that you're basically raising the intellectual level of the community, you'll be surprised at how many people jump in and start to donate and become members or, mm -hmm. or support in other ways. Um, we're also always looking for volunteers and uh, some of the students who've gone through the process who have received interest-free loans from the Anjuman after they graduate do come back and, and become volunteers as well. Um, and they become our best advocates because they've been mm -hmm. through the cycle, they've been through the program, they've seen what it can do. And them, these folks coming in and becoming volunteers, I think is a testament to how good we're doing as an organization. Have you had anyone in your family who's received uh, funding from Andromon? Uh Personally, not in the immediate family, mm -hmm. uh, but if I date back, I just found out a couple of weeks ago that my grandfather was a recipient back in the 1900s when he oh, was wow. in India. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it was something that just popped up uh, about two weeks ago, and I was like, whoa, uh, did not know that. And you started much before that. Uh, yes, yeah, so I go. so I got involved with it uh, about four years ago. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just found out about this about two weeks ago when 
Uh, one of my uncles was going through my grandfather's diaries and notebooks back from the 1900s. And uh, that's how I think the entire family, how we found out about it. But that's before so that, nobody was aware of it. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's weird how the world turns and it just brings you back to the spot, same mm -hmm. spots, but at different positions. Right, right. And it was one of the things which, which nobody really had, had thought about or expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what got you into this? So my main focus of getting into this was because it was, it's an organization, I've, I've looked at many organizations and I've been involved with several uh, charitable organizations in the past. The main reason I got involved with it is because I like and appreciate the effort that's put in to, to bring students up and get them into positions where they can make a difference mm -hmm. for somebody else in the next generation. So it's something that keeps, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving, I guess, uh, if yeah. you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned something about networking. Um, can you give us a little more detail about that? Sure. So we're setting up, in the process of setting up a couple of different programs. Uh, one is a mentorship program for folks who are applying to colleges, where let's say if they're interested in applying to law school and they want to talk to a law school professor, uh, mm -hmm. we can connect them uh, to that professor. If they're looking at medical school and they want to talk to a doctor in that particular field, uh, we can try and connect them to somebody practicing in that particular field. Mm -hmm. The other thing we're working on um, is the, the LinkedIn um, uh, page for Anjuman. And the idea there is that as you get closer to graduation, you're looking for a job in a particular field, mm -hmm. we can connect you to a mentor who can help you through that process and can say, okay, if you're applying for this particular line of work, these are the things that the industry is looking for nowadays. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is what you need to focus on. Or if uh, somebody, for example, is looking for a job in the company I work in, uh, they can talk to me directly and I can put them through, help them uh, through that application process and what the company does and what it looks for, and basically provide them insights as to what is required to be successful in that job search. Okay. Uh, Brother Mir, what led you into this job here? Um, I think it's something that's close to also giving back as well. Can you give us a bit more information about this? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say I would uh, piggyback on Brother, Brother Muhammad as well. Same concept. My um, theory is as well that, um, you know, being proud and that really makes me happy would be that, you know, coming out of the institution, being an MD, uh, mm -hmm. and going out there in the community and helping people out. Um, and then it's a never dying industry and the health industry is always going to be there. Um, and just making people happy that, you know, they're taking care of them. Uh, that all is a domino effect coming back from the roots, from the institution it's, uh, itself. So it's a reflection and that's mm -hmm. what makes me really, really happy. Yeah. And part of your job is also to recruit people. So could, what, uh, what goes sure. into doing that? Yeah, sure. So um, basically, we actually um, head out in the North America region. So we actually recruit out in Canada, um, majorly between Toronto, on, mm -hmm. uh, in Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. Um, we've done Halifax, Nova Scotia. So um, certain time of the year, we do make an um, appearance out there. Mm -hmm. um, the movement's called Study Abroad Fair. Um, and you know, everyone is welcome to come out. Um, there are you could find those updates on our website when it comes time for that part of the year. 
Um, so we do come out there and then within the US as well, we do go out and recruit um, at different um, undergrad, even high schools. Um, we set up, you know, seminars and fairs. Okay, and how do you recruit people there? Uh, basically, we come in contact. They, uh, we do marketing. They do marketing for us um, to bring together. Um, there will be other vendors as well. So mm -hmm. it's a big presence on its own. Um, and then students come up and then we actually, you know, talk to them face to face. If they need time on their own one on one type, we do make the effort to do so. Um, we also take time apart from the fair hours and actually set up a time to do a seminar which will actually give them a more grasp on to what we're all about. Mm -hmm. And how do you decide which different programs to line them up with? Uh, that would really come down to after they apply, um, after seeing what their uh, transcripts look like. Um, mm -hmm. For the most part, so like if we're doing the high school, if for the 99.9%, they will end up being pre-med, um, okay. doing the five-year pre-med program, right? So, and then if there's an undergrad, or grad, they most likely will definitely be the four-year MD program. So that really kind of already deciphers where that, you know, they will be coming into Avalon. Mm -hmm. Brother Muhammad, can you tell us a bit about your own career? Your career is pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you're a sales director and you're responsible for your, all of Europe. So <laughs> yes. So a uh, bit of my background, um, my, uh, my undergrad was in electrical and computer engineering, double major with a double minor in robotics and controls. Um, my biggest advantage was that I had a very good mentor when I started working. And that's something that nowadays is very, very rare. Mm -hmm. um, so I started off with electrical engineering, moved into design engineering, uh, moved into manufacturing. And my boss at that point in time kept pushing me into things that I had never, never thought of. And he sort of figured out where I excel and where I would do good. Uh, he then moved me into application engineering and then ultimately to one day call me into the office and said, um, it's time for you to leave. And I thought I was being fired at that point and panic set in. And uh, he said, and I, he saw the look on my face and started laughing and said, no, 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 I'm not firing you. I'm telling you that I don't have a job for you. And this is the kind of job that you should step into. Um, so he actually helped me uh, through my first transition, leaving the company and going to another organization. Uh, and, but I've been in the sales business development arena since 1996. Wow. Um, <laughs> Brother Merritt, for people who are entering the Avalon University programs, do you have mentors who will help them through the process? We have a um, support system as well. Uh, we actually have uh, even student mentor um, programs that we offer on the island. And that mm -hmm. really, I myself has seen, have seen that when I went down. And there really is, is a beautiful system. Um, instead of, you know, coming to a comfort level, if someone is a, a couple semesters ahead and that student is prior to that semester and, uh, you know, needs some sort of help, uh, that we have a student-to-student -student mentoring system that we offer. Mm -hmm. So... Uh and then I was going to say to say more, yeah. um, we do also have in our office for those that are in their, say, clinical um, mm -hmm. stage of their game and they're uh, looking for some advice. Uh, we do have um, uh, the clinical dean that is very active and, and you know, is more than welcome to even have students come and sit down and he can help and uh, guide you as well. Mm -hmm. So 
it, there are different you know parts of uh, the program that we do offer that yes and when students finish up their clinical portion and have to go out and start looking for work or start their um, hours in the hospital right are there certain hospitals that are uh, that are connected to Avalon or how does that work Good question. So, um, yeah, we for our rotations in the clinicals, <clears throat> we do have our main three states, and those are between Chicago, Illinois, Beckley, West Virginia, and Phoenix, Arizona. Um, at these three, they could do all of their 72 weeks, which is required by Avalon. Mm -hmm. um, and if they um, are in good standing, they don't they, they do very, very well. And with the preceptor, they have a good relation. Um, and they stand out, then there are highly chance, there are a, lot, a higher chance of them to match with residency with them um, mm -hmm. instead of looking outside. Um, but we do have residency matches all across the United States and in the Canada region. Okay. And what led you to your job? What did you study in school? Uh, I'm, I started off as in business, um, and then I have uh, interned in the past into the medical field as well. Mm -hmm. um, I did into uh, I worked for a medical software company, and had gotten some experience there. And then sales has kind of been the most um, common ground for me, and marketing. So and in coming close with um, you know people and networking. So all of that collaborative um, kind of capitalized to where. Um, this is a fit for me at this current job. So this is a question for the both of you. What kinds of things do you, what kind of um, benefit do both of these programs provide students with in the long run? Feel free, whoever wants to go first. Brother Mohammed, do you wanna go? Sure, <laughs> go ahead, put me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> so, the main benefits for students from the Unjones side is to provide, help them get a meaningful position where they're able to uh, support their own families and then uh, pass it forward. Mm -hmm. So obviously the hope is that uh, they find a good job, they grow their own families, they're able to support their own children, and then they think about becoming members of the Unjaman to support other students just like uh, people before them supported them themselves through college. Mm -hmm. And for, yeah, and for us, I was going to say that it really gives the opportunity being that we are a Caribbean based school, it actually opens the doors for those that are maybe unfortunate to come to the States and actually um, pursue this degree. Um, it's open doors for anyone outside of the US and Canada as well. So we've mm -hmm. got from India, we get from all over the world. Um, again, to better themselves and, you know, and for the most part that I've, in my two years that I've been with the company, I've seen that, you know what, I'm the first one becoming this, an MD. I'm the first one being, edu you know, so it really, for them, it's, it's a big deal. And that really means a lot to us, you mm -hmm. know. It's providing students with opportunities they might not have otherwise. Correct. Exactly. For exactly. both programs. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, if you guys have any questions for each other, feel free to pitch in. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah. I, I don't have a question per se for Brother Mir, just a quick comment for anyone out, for all the other listeners out there. Is mm -hmm. If you want to learn more, you can always go to the website. 
Uh, we do have a monthly newsletter. Just pop us an email with your email address, and you can see every month um, who's getting loans, what, what amounts of loans are being given out, and just general news um, regarding how the Anjuman is going. And I'm not sure if, does Avalon do the same sort of thing where you have newsletters that folks can sign up for? Um, we have um, a little heavy on social media where we actually would mostly post about the current events going on. Like, for example, um, we have what we call health fairs on the island. Um, we do really talk about that, which is held a couple times out of the year. Um, so newsletters-wise, um, updates, it's more on the current events for Avalon as to what's going on um but if they are willing you know more than welcome to web uh, visit our website as well it's www.avalonu.org um everything is on there i would highly suggest anyone be like a sponge you know try to absorb as much <laughs> as possible um for as long as you know where they are really concerned with say residency mm -hmm. matches they can actually see how much we have to offer there across the country and so on and so forth with loans as well. What's the most valuable piece of advice you can give to students who are applying to grad school or applying to universities, uh, you know, maybe they're the first in their families who are applying to loans? Um, again, let's put you on the spot, Mayor, because you put Mohammed on the spot earlier. <laughs> um, so you're so just to reiterate, you're saying with, for example, loans in specific. Am I correct? And just uh, in terms of getting into different programs uh, when they're applying, what advice do you have for these students who might might not be very sure of what they're doing? Um, I would always say, like at Avalon, what we like to do is, um, you know, we offer, for example, I'm just going to take an example. We even do what we call a 48-week graduate renewal program. Um, so, for example, say they've done their graduation and they've had their acquired their MD like many years ago, but had had no luck, for example, with the residency match. We just formed this uh, bridge program to actually give them a renewal date. Um, mm -hmm. And at that point, though, when you speak to them, they're they are very confused. They're not what they where they thought they would be. Um, so we help with that and and give them hope. So in 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 conclusion, um, we guide as we we speak. I mean, you know, we help them out, um, help steer them to the right direction. And if we think that they could use a little bit of um, a little bit where they can go back a step you know, mm -hmm. for the betterment, we would. Um, and then it's for the good cause. It's not to actually have them spend more time or money. It's more for their betterment. Um, so it really depends. It's so many variations coming in. Mm -hmm. We look at many, many factors. The biggest piece of advice I think that I can give students is to, to be very cautious of the major that you pick. Um, if we look at colleges now, as opposed to college uh, back 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, it was typically you had three or four major lines of focus. You were you went into medicine, you went into engineering, you went to law school, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, a lot of colleges are allowing you to create your own majors. And while that sounds very interesting for students that, hey, I can do whatever I want to do, they always need to look at the long term and say, if I get a degree in, for example, kinesiology and economics, where will that take me? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And that's something which I think students nowadays get carried up in the 
I can do whatever I want to do thought, which sounds great in the beginning, but once you graduate and then you have to pay back interest loans and then you have to find housing, you have to pay for things, students tend to lose sight of that. And we all, in our cultures, it's always, we always know mom and dad are there to help us. Mm -hmm. But at some point in time, mom and dad won't be there. So we need to pick a career and a line of work that if worst case scenario, if something does happen to our parents sooner than we expect, uh, we're able to stand up on our own two feet. Good point there. I agree. hundred percent. Yes. That's a very um, important piece of advice as well. So do you suggest students go into programs that complement each other or? Now, I think the thing is, again, that's where the mentorship part comes in mm -hmm. is if you're picking uh, a unique major, reach out to people in your community, reach out to people beyond your community, mm -hmm. find somebody who's done the same thing you're thinking of doing and learn from their experiences. And if they come back and say, I did this, but I struggled for the first 10 years, think about, think about it and say, do I want to do the same thing? Do I really want to struggle for the first 10 years, hand to mouth, trying to make ends meet? And yeah. maybe it gives you a different perspective on what you want to do, what you don't want to do. Absolutely. I, I, I like to add on to that. It's almost like doing your homework before and, and uh, getting your feet wet by, again, like he was saying, um, talking to other folks and getting an idea before you make that decision. Um, absolutely. And, and I think all of, besides medicine, you know, engineering, be it business, these are really traditional um, aspects of industry that are, I think, never ending. You know, we're all going to need an accountant. We're all going to need a marketer. We're all going to need a physician of all different specialties. You know, so these are almost a staple. Yeah, um, we're certain. Uh, so, yeah. Do you guys have any last piece uh, or last thing you want to say to the viewers? From my side, nothing, but thank you very much for the opportunity. And uh, it's, it's, it's been wonderful <laughs> chatting with both of you. Yeah, <laughs> it was lovely talking been to great. you. I appreciate the opportunity as well. I would just, uh, one thing is if you have any questions, you may more than welcome. Anyone can reach out to me. My name, you know, Mir Hussein, um, or at avalonu.org. We have mm -hmm. our admissions email at any point. And we even have a chat feature. If those that are off hours and want to have questions, we are more than happy to. Um, we have an automatic system type where we offer answers right away. So just to recap, uh, Mohammed Haider was, is the is on the board of directors for the NJ-based Anjum Wazifa Sadat Mu'minin. And you can reach out to him at any time. You can also reach out to Brother Hussein, sorry, Mir Hussein, if you are looking to get into Avalon University School of Medicine. Uh, and he can, he will be more than happy to walk you through the admissions process and what you need to qualify. Absolutely. You were just listening. <laughs> you were just listening to the UMentor talk show. If you missed this or future shows, you can always hear the replay on the UMentor website under prior talk shows. And while you're there, subscribe to our iTunes podcast so you never miss another show. If you want to reach out to the speakers from today's show or any of our previous shows to ask the professionals any questions you may have, please visit our online platform at umojaoutreach.org slash unleash the future slash groups, or just visit the UMentor website and hit the link for online platform. Be sure to tune in next week on Saturday at 3 p.m. for another panel of speakers and more stories. 
Thank you for listening to our discussion today on YouTube Live.